Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, and I'm super excited for uh, today's uh, guest and episode. Um, I never thought when I <laughs> this about three years ago on the podcast that I'll be able to have conversations with some of the people that I revere growing up and who I always felt were pillars of hip-hop in, in different generations and people that I still use as barometers to how I measure um, good lyrics, good hip-hop. And especially, so I'm Brooklyn, everybody knows I've been on the show, you know, I like my, 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 uh, I like my raps. I'm, I grew up in Brooklyn, so that's how I like my sound. There's no not to no other sounds. That's how mm-hmm. I like my sounds. So I'm so excited to, to have two <clears throat> legendary guests. Uh, we have the legendary uh, Thurston Howard III and the Dot X gentleman. No Howard. doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. What's the word, Daddy? I'm good. I'm good, Lo. No question. All right. If you're not familiar with Sadat, you, you know that iconic voice. You can't teach a, a voice. You can't teach a special voice either. You have a special voice or you don't. And Sadat has one of those special voice voices in, in hip-hop. And Thurston Howard is one of the best MCs that on the mic. Gentlemen, you, you, the new project is, is around, around the corner, probably out. If you listen, depending on when you listen, uh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow it should tomorrow, be dropping go. everywhere. Music video dropping tomorrow for Eat These Bars. Dope. Uh, you know, the project could be all around tomorrow, free okay. everywhere. So, you know, we just we just want to keep the fans happy, man. That's what we keep doing, just dropping a lot of music and, you know, keeping hip hop alive. The name of the project is The God and the General. Um, and mixed by uh, one of the best out there too, PF Cutting. How how did this uh, project come to be? Um, how did you guys start connecting, and what was the idea behind uh, the, the the project? Because I, I did listen to the project. It's definitely the way I like my hip hop. Um, but you get a chance to get together and either do something new or, or put your feet on the ground and, and go all out. What was the thought process? How did this connect? I mean, well, we, I, yeah. go ahead, Thurston. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, I'll let you all go. All right. Well, I, um, a lot of it happened like we did like a couple of songs in the past, and then we did a couple of more songs. So it kind of was starting to, you know, pile up. And we was like, well, damn, yo, if we're doing these joints, we might as well continue on and just finish off and make like a little project because we've been working together for a while. And, um, we just we, we did a couple of more joints, you know, to add on the joints we had, man, and you know we 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 got to where we are now. Exactly. When when you're thinking about putting a project out in in, in this stage of your career, hip hop shifts so quick now, and if you're not if you don't hit a certain age, um, the twenty year old market is different than old school cats like me. Um, how do you approach music in terms of how you the sellability of it? Are you just making music because that's what you the the brand of music you're putting out because that's what you enjoy doing when you're out there in, in the booth and writing, or is there an idea that how do I sell this in the new way that music is being sold? Not at all. I mean, you know, we just make timeless music. You know, we don't put a date on the music we make, and 
And you know, like for, for myself and like Daddy as well, he, you know, we constantly work. So I never really work on an album. I work on music all the time. So no whenever whenever I feel like dropping an album, I might come up with a, a title or concept and then I just look through my files to see what songs do I have that could fit that that title. You know, but I never work on an album or a project. I just constantly work on music. Like, you know, I got music stacked up for years to come. And that's just because, you know, the love we got for hip hop and, you know, my hunger for it is it, it, something that doesn't want to seem to die down. Correct. Is, is that a part of a extra, like, M- the MCs do a lot of different exercises to stay sharp and like anytime I've been around hip hop artists um, one of the things I've learned being around them is that a lot of them at least the very good ones are awfully witty in casual conversations like people say just in casual conversation especially MCs is like they're always thinking even in casual conversations um, how to make this word play sound? I won't. I won't even say it's thinking. It's a natural instinct. Yeah. For a lot of us, it's like it's just no matter what you say to me, I naturally I'm gonna reverse it. I'm gonna flip it around. Naturally, it, it doesn't have to even be premeditated. I'm not sitting around thinking or trying to come up with stuff. A lot of this stuff is just natural. It just comes out that way. It, that, That's right. It, Thing. Uh, because I'm a, I was around a few hip hop heads, uh, MCs, and underground scene recently, and I, I I was like I can't keep up to half the things you're saying um, in ca- casual conversation. Uh, Sadat, you've been in this game for such a long time. The history is rich, and it's a testament to your longevity that you're still putting out music, and and people are are interested in your music and what you're doing. How do you? How did you evolve into where you are now, knowing that you have pretty much seen the business of hip hop change so many different ways and still one be relevant and, and two being seems like you can kind of read what's in front of you and make the appropriate adjustments to stay relevant? Well, well, it first starts with the love. I still have the love for it. And, you know, when, when you have the love for it, it comes off as having a love for it instead of instead of coming off as a job. Like like Thurs said, I make music. I don't I don't go into it thinking I'm gonna make a, a specific album. You see, I, I was in the studio today. I'm just I'm I'm constantly making music. I'm hearing beats that I like. I'm putting lyrics over it. So I still have the love for it, and I'm also still a fan. See, it's easier when you're still a fan also because when when you're a fan. When you hear something that somebody did that you're a fan of, you'd be like, damn, that's hot. I, I got to make something not the same as that. But if this person made something hot, I need, I need to go make something hot, too, while I'm inspired. I still get inspired. It's not like like you hear a lot of rappers. They be like, yo, you know, I, I rap, but I kind of fell back or this or that. I'm, I'm in it. I'm on the front lines of it. You know, Thirst is on the front lines of it. He's doing things, making movies. I'm in the I'm in the lab. I'm in the schools teaching teaching rap. So it's we uh, we, we still got the love for it, and it's it's uh, it's still a part of who we are. Uh, I 
one of the things I love about both of you is obviously the love is there, but you know the brand of music you're making is is also very connected to a lot of the people in the audience. And in, in our audience, we have a very underground, heavy legacy, um, respect to the legacy of hip hop audience. So, you know, having both of you on is a, is a real treat for them. Um, how do you, how, when thinking about the landscape of hip hop, um, it seems to be now at a point where hip hop has, Started as, as as an infancy, obviously in the South Bronx. We've been through it. We, you know, I grew up here, so that you know, we we went through this mm-hmm. in, in New York. We kind of seen the evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, hip hop is kind of birthing this new generation. The new generation of hip hop artists and producers are kind of like some of them are obviously being, are very respectful and and really do study. And there's other ones that seem to be defiant in terms of like we're not going to listen to mom and dad. They're like in their teenage years being rebellious. It seems to be like where we are right now in terms of the different generational hip hop artists. What's your take on what's going on with with the different generational hip hop listeners and 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 creators? Well, I started off and then I look past the thirst, but um, you know, like um, hip hop has become easy to do now. You know what I'm saying? When I was when I first was rhyming, when I was coming into the game, everybody couldn't just rap. You understand? It wasn't. It wasn't no internet. It it wasn't none of this social media shit. So you 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 had to be able to be nice. You was gonna get checked for what you said. You understand? And you and and you and you had your code to abide by. I didn't have the luxury of sitting in my crib, punching on the keys and creating a persona. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think a lot of time you see these young boys beefing back and forth because they can do it in the luxury of their home. You know, you, it's, it's less likely you're going to run across this person. Hip-hop was a closed community when I came out. It was big, but it was closed. And if you said something about somebody or did something, sooner or later, y'all going to run into each other. You understand what I'm saying? So it wasn't as widespread as it is now. You understand? Radio wasn't syndicated now, meaning that the same songs you hear in New York, you're going to hear in Boston. You're going to hear in Miami. You're going to hear in Chicago. You know, we still have regional music, you know, so it's become, it's become, I guess, easier to rap now. You know, now everybody knows somebody that rap, somebody that's a managing, somebody that make beats, somebody that make hats. Everybody's, everybody's connected now, whereas it's really, you losing fans and ain't no more fans. Yeah, the fans are the artists now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's but crazy. I mean, also is that there's no real skill required no more. But yeah. before, you know, that was like the number one rule. You had to have skills in everything you were doing. Now, you know, you could just mumble and you, you could get away with it. Exactly. It's, you could just hum on a song now and it could be a hit, you know? But, you know, it's a new generation, too. It's evolution. So I, I think, you know, the generations before us looked at our translation when we started doing hip-hop. They looked at us in the same way we looking at these younger cats. You know, they couldn't comprehend what we yeah. were doing or understanding. You know, like, I got children, so my children educate me on all this stuff that I refuse to listen to. You know, I I had my son had the nerve the other day to tell me that there was levels to the mumble rap. 
And I was like, you know, I I try to understand. I try to see it from their point of view because, you know, they they intelligent children, man. So yeah. it can't be that dumbed down if if they have interest. You know, it's a vibe to it. It's something to it. Like I I don't even discredit this this yeah. new generation for what they do. You know, everybody has their time to do what they do and translate That's it right. the way that they understand it. You know. That's just from my perspective, but I'm, I'm not a fan of, of nothing I'm hearing or anything like that, you know? I, I It's Definitely. interesting. I've, I try to have, I always try to bring up this, this I, these these questions and concepts with, uh, with some of the more established artists. And my thought is, is really is hip hop now has subgenres of hip hop. Where before it was just yeah. hip Now there's different types of hip hop. And yeah. different avenues and create and some very creative. Uh, and some of that stuff you can't even call hip hop. Correct. Exactly. So, much, so so much merger of it. So I always tell people, hey, we want you to win. Let's not get it. Like it, it's important for the older cats, even people like me. And what I do is like we want you to win. Let's make it clear. But we also want we also want to make sure hip hop's here for a long time. So studying and paying homage is important. We don't want you to be here one summer with your panda song and now no one's talking about you no more because you've been sanitized by the system like there's a lot that we try to teach young people and we get that pushback and i get it you know they don't like it and and also not to cut you off but it's like if you look at hip-hop in terms of of other musical forms you got you got compositions that are made by chopin and beethoven that are that are three four hundred years old that are 304 years, 400 years old. Whereas in hip hop, it's still defining itself. Hip hop has a shelf life right now of maybe 50, 60 years. So I think it's still creating genres of hip hop. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what a lot of times I gotta, I gotta remember like that this, this, this genre right here may not be for me, but for somebody, for somebody in this genre, this is gonna be they old school, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's bugged out, but it is what it is. When thinking about hip hop, I'm an older guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm close to my 40s, so you know. I, you ain't I, older yet. I tend to go with more 90s era MC, and and I definitely revere, uh, you know, the 80s. You know, Slick Rick, P and DMO, those cats, man. You know, you know all those cats, and and the, but I grew up in the. I became more aware in the 90s when I was in my formative years. Um, it seems to me that at one point, hip-hop was vibrant and successful for almost everyone. Wu-Tang, Trap Quest, Mob Deep, uh, Big Pun. Everyone had their own name, but everybody was winning. Everybody was making good money. And there was an audience for that. Somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, the audience changed. But it seems like there's still cats like me are still out there. What what is happening with us, the listeners, the old school cat listeners that we're not rallying around our legacy artists like like Master Ace and Marco Polo dropped a great album, but the sales were a little lackluster. But I'm thinking to myself, old school old school cats buy things like this, and the and that audience is still out there. Why aren't they gravitating to this? Well, 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 one thing. I, I think is, see, all these young boys coming up, because I worked in a school, and all these young people 
are very proficient in the use of these computers and laptops. A lot of dudes that's my age, some of them know how to do this computer stuff, but a lot of them don't, man. And they be like, yo, listen, if if I don't hear your song on the radio or see it on TV, I don't know how to go to these streaming sites and find your song. One dude told me that. He was like, look, I don't know how to do that. He was like, yo, if I don't hear the song on the radio or if I don't readily see it or somebody put it in my hand, yeah, you could give me all these sites to go to, but the most I can damn near do is turn the computer on. A lot of them is not computer proficient. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them don't know how to get there. They they ask me all the time, yo, Sadat, you don't make music no more? Yeah, I make music. I got music all over the place. It's on the internet. Dudes be like, yo, I got to figure out how to go on there and get it. That's a great point. Yeah, and... and you know, a lot of the older generations, they they prioritize other things in their lives other than, yeah. than music and things like that. You know, people are older at this time, so they're taking care of children and grandchildren yep. and, mm-hmm. and other things that it doesn't allow them to even pursue their favorite artists anymore. They're so caught up with life, you know? Look how much time hip-hop has, has been around now, so... So there's a lot going on in people's lives besides them seeking out the music. They got to deal with their responsibilities. Hip hop is, at least, it, I think it, it kind of infuses people early on and then they really start identifying as hip hop in their teenage years. And that would make sense. Hip hop has always been rebellious music. It's always been punk rock music. It's always been anti-establishment. So it would make mm-hmm. sense that at that age in your life that you would connect to hip hop, and as you get older, and you're not so, and you got that angst out of you that you tend to mellow out. I know I've mellowed out. I mean, I haven't. But you know, also a, a lot of the the audience you're talking about, they just strictly listen to their classics. Yeah, that's what's mm-hmm. going on as well. There's some people who can't get away from the classic stuff. Like yep. that's that's what drew them in. That's what that's what contains them. And there's nothing better than that. Like, even now, you know, I listen to a lot of the new group or new people rapping and come out. Everybody sounds like somebody from the past, just not as good as the ones in the past. So it's like, it's hard for me to be impressed as as a, you know, as a fan anymore, because you, what can you do that I haven't seen or witnessed or heard? Like, Nobody's really being that innovating. You know, the best thing they could do is try to sound a little different nowadays. But mo- most of these artists, they just, you know, picking up from where somebody else left off or using somebody else's formula. That's why we say Sadat is one of the MCs I've always seen that they never been able to emulate him. Like oh. it's impossible to copy his style. It's so original, you know? Well, so that, so that you, you and know. what, and also to add on to that real quick, it's it's like it's funny because when I do my solo shows, like in Europe and around here, I can go do 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 my songs and then do new songs, do new like a couple of old brand new me verses. Then I can do my new stuff. When I do shows, when it's when it's me and Pooba or me and Jamal, but especially when it's just me and Pooba. The crowd that comes to that, they don't want to hear the new song. They just want to hear 360, what goes around, comes around, punks jump up, uh, all for one, and slow down. That's what they want to hear. You know, and and when I try to do something else, it it don't come off as that. Like, it's it's funny how, like, different groups, like, a different sound. But it's, you know, from from me 
Some like I can go and do do the new songs in Europe and this and that. But when I'm here with Puba and it's just me and him, we do we do those songs. But the the, the European scene is an interesting scene because they seem to be very into the '90s era music. And they, yeah, well, in Europe, I, I I just came from Europe, and I've ha- I've been, I've done shows in Europe when a person has come and brought their children to the show. And and they'll tell me, listen, I saw you perform Sadat in 1993 at this spot, and now that my son is 16, 17 years old, I brought him to hear real hip-hop. They don't really do that here in America. Wow. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, J. Rue the Damages, like, makes most of his money now in... I was with J. Rue. He lives in Berlin. I was with J. Rue. Mm-hmm. That's where the market is for, for a lot of legacy artists because it seems like they're in uh they like they refuse to move out of the 90s era kind of style uh and they do have some trippy alternative hip-hop that's great too but they really have a different reverence uh for hip-hop it's kind of like you know if anyone's into wrestling you know you have your mainstream wrestling like wwe but then you Mm -hmm. have your japanese new japan type wrestling yeah Mm -hmm. But uh, the Japanese audience is very different, and like the wrestling, very different. I just find that that audience, the the UK European audience, really likes '90s hip hop. Like, there's a good market for cats uh, to make uh, out there, um, and I just find that very interesting. That where the birthplace of hip hop actually has, from time to time, has less reverence for yeah. artists versus. European states, especially like somebody like the Japanese, they they totally embrace the culture. Like you see yeah. them, like they they got a low life team in in, in Japan. Yep. They they buy all the records up. You know what I'm saying? They they come out. They know all the lyrics. Like so, that's that's Japan is even a little more different entity than Europe. See, in Europe, dudes that come yeah. to the show, they don't care what they got on. They just come in yeah. and whatever. And in, in, in Japan, they like to get fly. They're going to go get a whole low outfit. Yeah. Something that you can't find. <laughs> yeah. Japan could compete against New York in the low game. That's how exactly. It's are. crazy. Exactly. They put it together. When you see the children wearing it to, to crazy levels, you know it's not a game. Exactly. I think Japan even got the biggest low mansion I ever seen anywhere. It yeah. had a whole a whole dog section for yeah, dogs. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Japanese, well, the Japanese are very respectful of culture, just in general, everything. But even if you look at the vinyl game now, there's a nice resurgence with vinyls. I collect vinyl. A lot of people are into it now. That's great. But like, people want to collect their Obi stripes edition of vinyls, which is fine, but that's really tailor-made for the Japanese audience. So even when you people are collecting, is like understanding the history of like even where that's birthed from is it's always laced in other parts. Um and New York is for as good as uh the home base of hip hop, it actually is not holding on to hip hop as the way it used to be. So it'll be interesting to see what's coming out in the next couple of Years were underground cats to see who's going to take that throne and move. But the, the underground movement is pretty strong right now. And, you know, it looks like there'll be some nice turns in the future. You know, we obviously, we got the Griselda team uh, out there, Crime Apple, Daniel's son, and all those yeah. guys making some noise 
and getting attraction. So maybe there is there is a resurgence coming in. And maybe- I mean, the the underground is what kept hip hop alive these past twenty years. You know, since nineteen ninety nine is is when the underground really emerged. And after that, we we the reason that it survived this long. When mainstream was pushing everybody else out the way and allowing all the other nonsense to come in, you know, the underground people like myself, Sadata and a whole bunch of others, we we just kept pushing harder and harder. That's right. Man, Crush A Lot Podcast. Um, If you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show. Uh, Hopefully we did a good enough job for you to subscribe. But most important, hit the links below. Go check out the Sadat X, Dirk Howard III, the God and the General available now. The links are below. Um, That's the most important thing about the show. Great if you like the show, but go support the artists. If you see that they're in town, go check it out. Go go learn how to use the internet to go find their stuff. Word, yeah, I'm I'm having to learn, man. It's it's, it's crazy, and 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 that's like a, a main thing. Like a lot of dudes, they just don't know how to use the internet. They don't know how to get to these sites. They like if I don't hear it on the radio or see the video or somebody give me the CD, I don't know. Word, and I and and now I thought about that one day, and I was like, damn, like a lot of dudes are stuck in that time wall. Yo, even even a lot of street dudes, man. I was one yeah. of them dudes who'd be like, I ain't with all that computer stuff and computer ass niggas, and you know what I mean. I was kind of against it, you know, not knowing the powers and the capabilities. Like now, yeah. I got five computers in my room, and I'm working on all of them at the same time. Got different stuff going on, you know. Without 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 this computer age and what it turned into, the internet, I, I would have never had a career. You know, I never had a deal. I never was on a label or anything like that. So the, the the internet is what really gave me my life as an artist. And I got to reach the world, you know? Yeah, right. same, thing, same thing with the show. Like like I said, I, I started this show by accident. It was just co-workers talking about hip-hop. Like we always do. And we just recorded it one day. And people vibed to it. It was an accident. I did not yeah. think we, on this day... On, 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 a, on a June in 2019 that I'll be talking to two of my favorite all-time artists and not X and Thurston Howard III. That's, for me, that's, it's a, it's absurd. Yeah, um, that's someone, go, someone go at RZA and Raekwon. I have some questions for them. They may not want to come on the show. I may make that <laughs> conversation a little uncomfortable. But I got questions, damn it. Um, and they need to be answered. Our question about podcast, uh, Thurston Howard the Third, Sadat X, God in general, out now. Go hit the link below and, and go check out the back catalog. I'm putting everything in the link for you. You can just find it at once. And it's free, so it's no reason why you can't get it. We put it out there for y'all. It, it'll be on YouTube tomorrow. Also, I'll have a full out the full project on the YouTube link where you can just listen to the whole thing and a new video eat these bars drops tomorrow morning on hip hop DX. So people could check it out. You know, got myself, got a Sadat on there. We at the logo. We drinking some wine in the restaurant. (laughs) Got Shannon Briggs on there screaming. Let's go champ. You know, Mm -hmm. crush a lot podcast. Hit the links below. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.